This, this, this is a Tape Deck Podcast. Lost Light Season 2, Lost and Furious. Welcome back to Lost Light, uh, Lost and the Furious, um, picking up uh, where we left you off after the first in the Fast and Furious franchise. Uh, we had a little uh, delay uh, because Caleb's computer was having a, an anxiety attack, and we tried to record several times, and every time it would it would get close and just, uh, you know, it, it needed a Xanax. Uh, we could not afford a Xanax prescription uh, for a Windows 10 laptop. So instead, uh, I mailed him one of my old ones. So he's got a loaner laptop. Uh, we'll see how this works. But en- enough about that. Caleb, Caleb, how are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm doing well. Um, I'm actually glad about this, that now you know exactly what you're dealing with over here. So when I call you <laughs> with a problem... You you know exactly what to do, so I'm all for this. Oh yeah, yeah. I have not used a Windows computer in uh, forever, so uh, and Caleb would like be like, "What's this thing? What's this setting? What's it? I don't I don't know. <laughs> I can I can make random guesses. Like I knew how those things worked in Windows XP, and like I haven't owned a Windows computer in so long that yeah. Uh, and now Caleb being on a, a a vintage 2015 MacBook Air means I know exactly what he's working with. I know exactly where the buttons are and can uh, help him troubleshoot. Yep. Foolproof. <laughs> we say that now, but uh-huh. man. All right, so what you been up to, man? Oh, uh, I mean, let's see. It's been a lot. Um, you know, I finished the... Uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, um, all of them, including the remake, uh, which was absolutely dreadful. But, uh, you know, uh, last time we talked about it, you you really were, uh, you had really enjoyed a new nightmare. And I was like, ah, I didn't, I didn't feel it. I wasn't feeling it. Mm-hmm. But after going back and, you know, being able to watch the rest of the series and being able to like understand what a new nightmare was doing and being able to like the references that it was making. Uh, it was a lot, a lot more enjoyable. Uh, I really should not be watched on its own needs to be watched after at least the first one. Oh yeah. See, that's crazy because that, that one was just always my favorite, but I probably saw that one before I saw any other. That, huh. I think that was well, just the one on TNT, but it, it, it was just because he was like coming into the, they were like acknowledging that he was a TV yeah. character that, that just blew my mind. Like as a child <laughs> watching that, I mean, I knew who Freddy Krueger was and then, Oh, he, he also knows he's a movie character. Like, okay. That, that was crazy to me. But, um, I, I have seen the first one for sure. Uh, afterwards, <laughs> I don't know if I, I watched, what was it like five or six of them before the new, a new nightmare? Yes, there is a whole, uh, <laughs> yeah, there is a lot of stuff in there that really, yeah, it's, it's not, not worth your time. I don't think. I mean, I, I might've watched a few of them. Like if they were on TNT, like a marathon yeah. when, I, when I was 
you know, a kid, but. Oh yeah. Get the cable edits mm-hmm. of those things. Definitely saw a bunch of the Friday the 13th and probably, probably the, the Halloween's that way too. Yeah. I mean, I know I saw the Halloween's that way. I don't know if that, that was the way I saw them the first time, but that those used to always be on, especially the like four five and six. Mm-hmm. Those used to always be on. Yeah. I'm, I, I don't understand how they could continue to make so many Nightmare on Elm Street movies after, like, they were just, I mean, they had to be super profitable. And just, like, throw Freddy Krueger in a movie, make some bad jokes, uh, you know, and, like, and a bunch of gore, and just, like, just roll with it, and kids are going to pay money to see it. Because, yeah, they are not, uh, not... Not high entertainment. These would be like straight to Netflix in this day and age. Well, I mean, I, I think it might have been a, a little bit of, you know, you had uh, the Halloween and the Friday the 13th movies. He he was different than those. Those guys are very similar and, you know, big, big lumbering guys that don't really run, you mm-hmm. know, versus, versus him. But, yeah, I mean, those movies had to have been raking it in in the 80s. All types of horror films just... Oh yeah, boatloads, boatloads of cash, money makers. I think they even—I uh, don't know if they refer make a reference to it in the new nightmare, but the uh, New Line Cinema was uh, referred to as the the studio that Freddie built. Uh, but what about you? You you watch any any movies that were actually enjoyable rather than just uh, pity watching? Um. Movies, I don't think so. I watched since since we last recorded. I watched all of New Girl. I got on, I got on a kick in like a week. I watched all of it. What? Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I put it on. I I saw. I've heard of New Girl, but yeah. um, it had on Netflix or whatever. And um, I was like, okay, maybe this is something me and Caitlin can watch. Uh, something I could enjoy, and she she would like. She she really could care less for it. She was she was okay with it, but I it just grabbed me, and I I, I ran through all those seasons. I, I was <sighs> love me some new girl. That's oh, probably like up there with the office for me as far as like sitcoms. I I wish I would have been on that train when it was going on. Wow, how many how many seasons did that have? Like six or seven, man. I, I was watching them. <laughs> yeah, there, was, there was a bunch. I mean, it, it might have been like two weeks, but I I, I plowed through them things. Yeah. Because I, mean, I remember, but did they like end up recasting people after the first season? I think. Nah, they they um. All right, in the pilot episode. The very That's first episode, they they had um, Damon Wayans Jr. as one of the characters, and then like the next episode, he he was gone, and there was another guy that was replaced. But but they they did it kind of smart. They didn't just recast the character. They said, okay, yeah, th- you know that guy moved out. This guy used to live here before him. He's coming back to stay for a little while. Yeah. So because it, 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 the other guy ended up coming back for a couple episodes later on, so. Okay. Yeah, because we watched uh, probably like the first two seasons um, weekly when it was coming out uh, and, you know, really enjoyed it. But it's one of those things that, uh, you know, man, it is so hard to stay engaged 
with a television show from season to season. They're like, yeah, okay, you really, you you really enjoyed it. You were really into it. Okay, cool. Now take four months off. And they're like, four months later, I'm not in the same headspace. I was like, did I really like that, or was it just okay? You you know, you just kind of like, whatever. You move on with your life. You're just like, I'll I'll catch up. I'll I'll just binge the binge this season before (laughs) the next one. And then you just never go back to it. Yeah. You just declare a new girl bankruptcy and uh, move out with your life. Yeah. I I fell in love with that show, man. I I, I finished it and would still just put on random episodes like in the background if I was doing something right right after I got done with it. Nice. I I really liked that show. Um, And then Caitlin was watching Downton Abbey. And I I got kind of zoned in. She, She was in like the third season. I got kind of zoned in. And so, um, I went back and, and I caught up and I, now I've caught up to her. Um, this has been the last, over the last couple of weeks. So now I'm, I'm up to season three. So, but that, that actually surprised me. I, I hadn't, I wouldn't have thought that that it would have interested me at all. Um, but it, it, it hooked me. Yeah. That's one of those things that I, uh, you know, it's like, ah, I'd like to, but in reality, I'll, you know, I'll probably never get around to it. Um, but yeah, man, PBS. They really because it was a BBC or whatever. Was it BBC? I don't know. What that that did down? Yeah, I'm I'm sure it was BBC. Is there any other uh, <laughs> channel over, over there? Uh, I mean, not to get too uh, too nerdy on it, but uh, Channel Four is a another huge uh, UK production arm. It uh, does a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, Kate, I, it was just on. Caitlin, Caitlin was watching it. I, she, she'd been watching it, and I just wasn't paying any attention. I don't know what about that episode like grabbed mm-hmm. me or what, what made me. I, I guess I was just bored with whatever was on my phone. And just looked up. I, I started having her try to explain it to me, and finally, I was like, "You just you can't. You, you got to let me catch up." I was like, "Let's go back together," and she was like, "No." She was like, "But I, I'll get up and do something else. You can go back and start rewatching." So is that on uh, Netflix or Hulu or something? Netflix. All right, cool. Um, you know, uh, man, it has been so long since we talked about wrestling. I'm pretty sure the last time uh, Hangman Adam Page hadn't actually returned. Oh man, we were we were prognosticating whether or not he would uh, come in and win. Uh, some what was he winning the like ladder match right? Yeah, the casino ladder match. Yeah, was it, was that at all out? That wasn't at all out. That that was at like grand uh, the the grand slam, dynamite grand slam, or something. No, it yeah. had to be. It had to have been even later than that. I don't know. I don't feel. I don't think it was a pay per view. We but... we watched Rampage Grand Slam together. <laughs> so <laughs> it couldn't have. It couldn't have been that. Yeah, it was. It okay. has been a long time, man. Yeah, it's a fact that uh, Hangman Adam Page did win that sh- title shot at a show sometime, <laughs> and um, we recorded before that, I think. Yeah, and now uh, Hangman uh, has won the championship. He is now the uh, AEW. I think it's the. Um, AEW world champion. World champion? I don't know. Is it world heavyweight champion? Who knows? He's the AEW champ, for sure. 
Yeah, he's the he's the champ. We'll he's just go, champ. we'll go with that. Uh, you know, I think we were both uh, kind of um, divided on whether or not he would win, just because he didn't he didn't need it. He like the crowds just love him. So everybody loves him. He's so great. Well, I always, I knew he would have uh, he was going to win it from Kenny. I I, f- I knew he was going to be the one to win it. I just didn't know if they were going to want to like keep this going on with Kenny for a while. Mm. Well, I say I knew I knew it. The only other person that I thought I would have thought that it it would have made sense for Kenny to do that for would have been Ibushi uh, because of their their history. Um, he's a, a wrestler for New, New Japan, um, but I knew that they they would do it. I just wasn't sure if they were going to do it at this show. Uh, but I guess Kenny was was really banged up, so uh, they kind of had to do it. Then it sounded like cause oh. he, he, he yeah Kenny's Kenny's messed up. I didn't realize that. Yeah, he's he's having to have like a um, shoulder surgery. Oh, okay, so that's like the he lost. He's gonna he needs to spend some time to kind of think about uh, whatever. He's gonna take some time away. It was kind of the way they played it. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's he's stepping away for uh, he's he's gonna have a, a couple surgeries. It sounded like, but um, they said that he he was in ba- pretty bad shape. Uh, he he only held on this long to see the Hangman Page stuff through. Yeah, oh, that's that's awful nice of him. Yeah, he he was supposed to wrestle for the Triple um, A belt. Um, yep, like the beginning of, de- of December. He, he's they've already said he's not doing that. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's just, it seems like he couldn't even do do one more. Hmm. Well, so yeah, that that kind of uh, you know it 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 does make a good uh, segue for the elite and the super click to kind of go their own way. Um, we've already seen a a slow drawdown of uh, the impact. You know, the Good Brothers haven't been making a, a ton of appearances. Oh yeah, no. So. I, and I wonder what what's going to be up with Don Callis because he was right. like a impact executive and then he was he wasn't anymore and I don't know if he was officially signed with with AEW or if he was just uh going to be ma- like officially managing Kenny or or what or maybe 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 I've done you know worked myself into a shoot so I don't, I don't know <laughs> uh, but yeah and he just made that one uh, appearance uh at the the contract signing is a a rogue cameraman. You know he's he's not been super super involved either. So, well, yeah, they they need to to shake things up for the elite for sure. Yeah, somebody needs to to turn face or or you know the Bucks needed to go back to being baby faces or some or Adam Cole or so, you know they they need something to go on. I'm I'm interested when when Hangman won the belt. I was really interested to see how his uh, title reign was going to go because uh-huh. uh, like sometimes the chase is better than w- when they actually, you know, you, you want to see somebody overcome and get the championship, but then their championship run isn't all that special. Actually, you know, it kind of fizzles out. Uh, yeah. But I, so I was really interested to see how they would go. But uh, after that dynamite episode uh, with the Brian Danielson stuff mm-hmm. and they, they, they're, they're going to knock it out of the park. Yeah. Yeah, I think the the only thing is that like how how long will they let Adam Page be be the champion? I think cuz yeah, he doesn't he doesn't need it. Like some people they they need that 
uh, you know, that belt helps, helps put them over and it helps them, uh, kind of have a character. Uh, and he, yeah, he doesn't need it. He could, uh, you know, he could be just, uh, Fuego three and people would still eat it up just every week. It wouldn't matter. He, he could, I, I, I don't, I, I think that he's going to have a, a pretty, um, lengthy run. I mean, look at all the, there, there's been, he's the fourth champion in AEW. Mm-hmm. All of them had like a good, I, I think Jericho was, was the shortest and he was like a good six months. Um, yeah. Uh, Moxley had it almost a year. Kenny had it almost a year. So I think in a perfect world, they'd, they'd like to, they don't seem to like to switch the belts a whole bunch. So I think they're going to give him a pretty, pretty healthy little run. Or, I mean, maybe if, uh, if like him and Danielson have, uh, so much chemistry or something, maybe he'll let him, maybe they'll drop it back and forth to each other a little bit. But hmm. I think Hangman's going to be the champ for a while. Yeah. I could, the, the could be like, uh, love to see a trilogy, you know, do a trilogy. Like he beats Brian, he keeps it. And then Brian says, no, I, I just want to wrestle you. No matches on the line. No, no belts on the line. Right. And then, uh, Brian wins that one. And then there's like the, the final, the third one. And that could be like at another pay-per-view, uh, you know, maybe the belts on the line again at that point. But yeah, they could really, I think they could really milk that because it seems like they've got a good, a good relationship and they've got a good heat from the audience as well. Yeah. I think the original plan was, um, I think Moxley was going to win the tournament and, uh, and go full heel. And they were going to have Moxley, uh, Moxley hangman, which they could still do. I just think that was going to be their first plan because, um, you know, Hangman's mm. so over such, such a big baby face and then Moxley turning heel. I think that would be, I think the fans would be pretty pissed about that. So I think that's like good heat right there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that would work. But I mean, maybe him and Daniel, uh, him and Danielson, can go back and forth for a few months, like you said. And then you know, when, when Mox is ready, if he if he's ready, uh, and he wants to return, you know, that's when they can do that same thing. He could come in as a heel. Yeah, yeah. I, d- I don't know if you, you almost don't want Mox to come in as a heel now. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think the fans would let him. Yeah. And and yeah, I think I think they're everyone. I think everyone's gonna want to show support. Yep. Um, now he might say, look, that's where I, what I wanted to do anyway. And, you know, I'll get, I'll get over that support and I'll still, you know, become a good heel. But, um, oh yeah. I mean, you, you just gotta, uh, you know, I was, I was thinking of like Britt Baker where she is beloved and she's also a great heel. Yeah. And I don't, I still have no clue how she does it. Uh, but I, I could see Mox doing something like that as well. Where it's just like people love him, but he's also uh, a badass, and you just kind of you accept it. I mean, that was kind of CM Punk's thing when he was in WWE. I mean, he was he was mostly a bad guy the whole the whole time. But I mean, the fans loved him, loved him. He was a bad yeah. guy in the match with John Cena, the the you know the five star match. He was the heel. Oh. Um. Adam Cole's another one. You talk about Britt Baker. Adam Cole's another one who's a, a straight up heel. But man, if I don't root for that guy, 
and, and yell baby every time he does it and all. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, other other big uh, wrestling news. Um, I did go to uh, a live AEW Dynamite. Was it just one dark, then uh, Dynamite, then Rampage? You know, that was, that was a great time. Uh, my wife and I ended up uh, being able to snatch some floor seats kind of last minute. So that was real sweet. Um, but um, I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. It was a great experience, um, but I would never buy floor seats again. You just miss, you miss so much of what's going on. If you can't, if you're not in like the first two rows on the floor, you basically have to rely on the big screens. And if you're relying on the big screens, why are you? You might as well be at home. Yeah. But yeah, I talked to my, uh, you know, my sister ended up going to um, the Rampage prior to this pay-per-view. Oh, she had such a great time. She won't stop. She won't shut up about it now. Yeah, I, I really want to want to go to the one in jacksonville uh i think it's december 22nd 29th yeah i, I, I need to look into that but i have i have no one to i don't i don't want to go caitlin would never go and i don't want to go by, <laughs> by, i don't particularly want to go by myself but i mean i would i think it's yeah it's one of those things where you just kind of like eh, you gotta yeah yeah, I've I've done the same thing. For me, it's like the going to those sorts of things is the most awkward. Or you're like you're just driving by yourself, yeah. and you're finding a parking spot by yourself, or you're on the trade by yourself, or whatever. And then once you're there, it doesn't matter because like you can't really talk to anybody who's sitting next to you anyway. No. Uh, so, but it's but then it's like oh well now it's now it's over now I gotta go home by my. That's like that's like the part that's the most awkward for me. Yeah, I mean, I, and I know what I like. It's the dream to go by yourself. I don't want to have to be sitting there just explain, <laughs> like, no, that's Kenny Omega guy. Um, he's oh, he's the cleaner. You know, he's he's yeah. I don't want to have to do all that, but I don't want. Yeah, I don't want to go alone either for some reason. So stuck. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and my wife doesn't like. She's she's in it for the spectacle. Uh, she's in it for the handsome guys and just like, yeah, you know, the crowd goes wild when somebody gets chopped. Uh, you know, um, Brian Danielson was just getting his his chest shredded uh, at while we were there, and just yeah, she just loved loved every moment of that sort of stuff. Cause you don't have to, you don't have to care about storyline. You don't have to care about who's got what finisher uh, at a certain level. It's just a, it's an athletic feat and, and you can enjoy the spectacle. And that, that's really where my sister came at it from. So yeah, you're preaching to the choir on that, but that, that doesn't, doesn't <laughs> fly for, for my wife. She hates wrestling. Just every time it's on, if she's in the room, she's just, bad mouth in it yeah all right um enough wrestling talk uh caleb because we you know we were experimenting with our our uh aew dynamite short recap episode we'll see how that flows into the larger episodic episodic uh format as we continue to experiment here but the title of the episode is too fast too furious so let's let's get into this film the the second of the Fast and the Furious 
franchise. Okay. Um, <laughs> too fast, too furious. Um, Brian O'Connor. You remember Brian O'Connor? He he was the yep. cop in L.A. that you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's he's somehow running the streets of Miami, just doing the same thing he was doing in L.A. when he was undercover. I, mm-hmm. I can't believe that the F. Anyways, he, <laughs> after being the kingpin that he he wanted to be, uh, he he finally gets busted. Um, and of course they need him. He's too good behind the wheel. They they, they have nobody else. So yeah. um, and he's he's not going to let just any one partner with him. So who does he get? Vin Diesel. No, he doesn't get Vin <laughs> Diesel. He gets his old friend that he's never talked about before, Roman Pierce. <laughs> Um, Tyrese Gibson. Yeah, Tyrese Gibson. Right. So they they go all the way to Barstow to get him. <laughs> Anyways, they come back to Miami. They 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 have to do this drive for this goon. He's got money. He he's, he's a drug dealer. He's got money. He can't get get out. Um. There's a there's an undercover agent that maybe is turned. And who but who would know better than that than. Brian O'Connor, the most famous turned agent who they couldn't find in Miami running a, <laughs> a underground racing ring. Um, so, yeah, they they make the drive and we'll see if they get away with it. I don't know. So this movie's yeah. crazy. This movie's crazy as far as plot. Um, the, yeah, this uh, I, I had to go look it up on IMDb to get a little bit of the trivia on it. Uh, and it does include uh, tidbits of like Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel refused to be in this movie because no, it was be. just a cookie cutter. Like it was just like I, I watched it and I was like, this feels like uh, a Magnum PI episode or something, or just like real basic uh, kind of thing with a too fast, too furious name splashed on it and a little extra coating of street racer paint. This this feels like. All right. Whenever there's like a big movie that would come out, I, I, I might still be like this, but at least uh, before it used to be like this, there would be a big movie that would come out, uh-huh. uh, the fast and the furious. And then you would have all these like B movies, like that, uh, <laughs> the really quick and the angry, you know, um, and it is very similar and, and, and look design and, and, and somewhat plot. You know what I'm talking about? Those, those kind of movies. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They would be like uh, at Walmart in the checkout on yeah. DVD for like three dollars. Yeah, yeah. Like St- some maybe Steven Seagal would be in it or something. You know, some <laughs> some big forgotten actor would maybe be in one. But that's what this was. And somehow somebody saw it and was like, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna put the the name brand on this one. You're not getting yeah. the B movie title. You're getting the name brand title. Uh, yeah, I don't blame Vin Diesel for not wanting to be in this. He he didn't do uh, many sequels, I think, dur- early on either, because uh, he he didn't come back for Triple X two either. Mm. Maybe he could just tell when the when when one was going to be a stinker. He knew when the bloom was off the rose. Yeah, he knew when to uh, when to get off. It was it was bonkers. It was kind of basic. The people were shifting multiple yeah. times they were like shifting into sixth gear when they were already going 120 miles an hour like that i again we're not car gurus but i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you a lot of movement on that that gear shifter <laughs> you'd think once you got to five 
or six, I guess maybe you'd, you'd stop. You got to stop. Have a stopping point at some at some point. Yeah, Usually, yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, I will say as far as um, I could tell with this movie that uh, that there was definitely a shift as far as the type of races. Uh, mm-hmm. If you remember in the Fast and Furious one, uh, it was it was all basically about ten second cars, uh, a ten second quarter mile. Um, mm-hmm. that, that was basically their, their racing. This one was, was like legit with turns and, and going around like a, a they were street racing, but it was like a track. Um, yeah. the, there, there's like an evolution through, through the movies, okay. uh, at least, at least through the early few. And you'll see, you'll see what I'm talking about, but I, I definitely picked up on that. This one, this go around. Yeah. Yeah. This one definitely felt like, uh, you know, maybe it was, uh, there had to be some pretty good video games around this one. Felt like you could really, you know, with that track, with the racing, you could really do something with a video game. Well, yeah, I, I don't know if if there was um, Fast and Furious video games, but I mean, definitely like Gran Turismo and stuff was was, yeah. was around back then. I'm sure Need for Speed, you know. So um, I know last time uh, I don't even remember when it was. Now we were talking about characters that should have had their own movie, should have had more because they were just more interesting than basically anybody else that was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the character, I think his name's supposed to be Flapjack, uh, which you probably don't know who it is because they didn't really identify him. Uh, but he's the guy who had the girlfriend, wife, again, they weren't specific, who was like, you better win because we got to pay rent. Yeah, he's like, he, yeah, he, he's like a... Uh... Uh, he's an actor I recognize too. Uh, I don't remember his name, but um, he's the one that like crashed his car right uh, at at the beginning um, race. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know if he totaled it or whatever, but yeah, he did. He was. He, he was yeah, the one that was did. was uh, uh, looking like he was going to win the race along with uh with Brian. They yeah. were like battling for the for the top spot, and then he like yeah, uh, yeah. He he's an actor I, I recognize, but he, he did have an interesting story. I thought I kept thinking he was going to end up coming back into the into play later, like be one of the other drivers or something. The first uh, time I saw this, I think. I mean, I guess that you did have uh, what Suki and Ludacris uh, come back for a, a little bit part, but yeah, I wanted I wanted because he seemed to be the only person who had anything actually riding on winning the race. Everybody else was just like, ah, we got tons of money and like, whatever, this is our hobby and we're ridiculously rich and uh, wealthy. And he's, he's the only guy who was like, oh no, I've actually got, I've actually got stakes here. If I don't win this race, it's going to be rough, rough times heading home. Yeah. They did give him a little bit of a backstory. Uh, you want to talk about characters that are interesting? Um, more interesting, dare I say, than Brian. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at Ludacris, uh, Tej, I think is his name in the in the movie. Man, that guy had it going on. He was just making money hand over fist, just putting on any type of races he could. Yeah. Jet ski races. He was betting money on. He was, and he was getting money. I mean, yeah, he he wasn't even betting. He was just collecting the bets. He just organ he organized it. Yeah, he, and and. The house, the house always wins. Yeah, I thought it was funny when he organized the 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 race. Then they didn't have have anyone, and so the guy he calls 
comes in and wins the race and then pays him a whole bunch of money. I was like, man, <laughs> <laughs> that's just easy money for Ludacris. He knew exactly who to call. Yeah, um, I, think, I think he was running a garage at the same time. Yeah. So he wasn't working on no cars though. He didn't see him working <laughs> on the cars. He was organizing races and he was, yeah. and just, I mean, that's where the money's at. He was walking around with just like wads of, of, of money during these races. Uh, yeah. He, but, um, I, I really enjoyed his character. He didn't do a whole lot in this movie, but he, he was, he was an interesting character. Yeah, he did it. I guess he did do a lot. Yeah. He did more than you would expect. Like, uh, like, Oh, here's a rapper in a movie. And so they're going to have a couple like lines or have a pretty minor character, but he, he could have just been the guy running the race at the beginning of the movie. And that yeah. was it. And that would have been it. And it, it would have been a cool little cameo for, for ludicrous. Yeah. And then maybe he, he also owned the garage. Yeah. Uh, walking around in those coveralls and that, yeah. And then he would get on the soundtrack. He would get his royalties, walk home a happy man. Maybe it cast in a sequel or two, but no, he, he brought it. he, uh, put on as much of a performance as, as almost anybody else. Just another ridiculous thing that, that stuck out to me was the, uh, the scramble scene. Um, the idea was they would, uh, take their two cars that were loaded with money, park them in a garage with a hundred other cars, uh, and then all of these cars would leave at the same time, and the cops would not be able to follow their cars that are painted uh, very specifically uh, bright, obnoxious colors. Yeah, because they didn't even switch cars, did they? So that's that's the thing, is they did switch cars, but they played it up as like the cops thought that they weren't going to switch cars. But, like, you read that, you, you see that, and it's just like every other time these sorts of things happen in the movie. It's like, well, no, they switch cars. Because, like, Ludacris was driving the one, and, it, and I think somebody else was driving the other one. But, yeah, they, they switched cars into the, the classic muscle cars that they had won from the other oh, yeah, yeah. guys. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, but, yeah, that scene, I saw two different PT cruisers in that scramble. It was like, wow, you're really... They just wanted to hang out. They just <laughs> they really wanted to be cool and and be in with the street racers. So get your PT cruiser. You get throw some flames on the side. Oh man! Yeah. Um. So not not to jump to the end because we, we we can still get into a lot of this. Um. But talking about the scramble scene and then what that leads into is it struck me as so weird. Uh, okay, so they everyone gets caught and they're asking. Um, Brian and Roman about the money. Yep. And he's like, oh yeah, you know, it's, it's gone. Cause I think the, the one car got totaled or something, right? Well, no, they said that they're on the boat and they say, we only found three bags of money. Is that it? Yeah. And they were like, yeah. And he's like, okay, yeah, your, your pardons are all done. Thank you guys. Good work. And then he goes over and gets the other bags of money <laughs> and dry. I, I guess there was this or whatever dumb thing he said, but what? 
I would have. I, I mean, you already lied about it, and, and they right. seem cool. I mean, <laughs> I'm fine I'm, with that. Oh, I I bumped my head in this cr- crash when I jumped the the car into the boat. Um, I didn't remember about those bags. I don't, I don't, I'm sorry, officer. I, I would have tried and to. It, and then it ends with them just stealing some of the money anyway. <laughs> they they they, they <laughs> so, stole a lot less money <laughs> than they could have. Yeah. So it's not like they were like purely altruistic and like because they drove being... that car away. <laughs> The car they went and got the stuff from, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. He goes and pops the trunk, gets it, and then they they drive away in that muscle car. Because Brian's is is in the um is, is in the, the boat. one that's smashed into the boat. Yeah, the, yeah, jumped up two hundred yards into the boat. <laughs> yeah, they they gave they gave up so much money. Uh, they, they didn't even like. Yeah, they're not good guys. They're not supposed to be great guys. So yeah, go take that money. Yeah, uh, go put it put it back into the community. Do something better with it than just letting the cops take that drug money and and whatever happens to the money at that point, they probably would light it on fire. Who knows? But like, no. You, you know what it took that money? More good with that. Yeah. You know who would have took that money? Dom Toretto would have took that money, oh, and he, he would have fed the family. My. The family would have ate good. <laughs> yes. He would have expanded the family. He would not have put 10 Gs in his pocket and let the, the officers no. take the other million dollars that no. you could have walked away with. Dom yeah. Dom would have went, went with that. Dom would have got that money. <laughs> That's why Vin Diesel didn't sign up for this movie. Yeah. You he mean I give the money back? What? Uh, no, no, I I'm <laughs> no. not giving the money back. No. Um, one thing this this has bothered me since I saw this movie in 2002, whenever it was. Um, Paul Walker chooses to do an, an acting style where, when he says the word "cuz," it is so <laughs> awkward and like jarring. Just the way he says it, some, some something about his delivery of the word "cuz." <laughs> I think people could say that in a conversation and it not sound completely weird, but it sounded so foreign <laughs> coming from Paul Walker. Forget about it, cuz. I was like, it's always bothered me the way he said it. It just. I said, forget about it, cuz. Makes me laugh every time. <laughs> it's coming up on uh, totally unrelated, uh, like, YouTube threads. Here he does, he barely makes the Z sound. Yeah. It's like. Just no, Paul. Uh, Paul Walker, you're you're a white guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was one time where, like, I think he was going to go and say he it was. It seemed like he was going to go and say something like meaningful to Roman, and it was just like, "What's up, Cuz?" He <laughs> <laughs> he said "Cuz" like seven different times in the in the film. <laughs> And they were all weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, the only other no. thing I have really on my 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 notes uh, is uh, Cole Hauser. Is that is that how you would say his name? The guy that plays the bad guy. That sounds right to me. He plays a great bad guy, doesn't he? That, that he actor. does. Uh, he, Not he, in this movie, but well, <laughs> I mean, he's still he's he he was pretty menacing in this movie. Like I would I. I I don't know. I, I would have been kind of uncomfortable around him. He seemed crazy in this film, like legit crazy. 
but he, he I, I love that actor and uh he, he does play a good villain he's, he's been a bad guy in a bunch of stuff but he's, he's been a good guy in some other stuff too he's on uh yellowstone right now he's like my favorite character on that show okay all right um so you didn't you didn't think he was a good bad guy i mean he's doing nothing i, I mean, he, he might not even be a bad guy we're going off of the FBI's uh, information <laughs> that gave Dom. This dude could be like legitimate businessman for all we know. I mean, he put he put a rat on a dude's, or he had his guys put a rat on a dude on a dude's stomach. Right, and 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 heat up the rat. He's he's mean to a rat. Yeah, uh, we know that. That I remember that but, scene being brutal when I first saw it. Like, what? <laughs> Where is this rat going to go? It's got to go somewhere. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that would actually work that way. But again, you're, you, we we need to uh, assume the best intent from these movies. Yeah, if it happened that way, it seems uncomfortable. So I, it, I oh, believe yeah. it. <laughs> it would. It would be on. You know, if somebody put a rat on you, if somebody put a rat and, on me with a bucket on top and yeah, started heating that bucket matter. up and and was telling me. That the rat's gonna eat through me to get out. I would totally yeah. believe him, and I, I would have given them, given them, yeah, I would have given them everything they wanted at that in that moment. <laughs> give give them that uh, five minutes of of clear time, uh, whatever whatever the chief of police or whatever he was doing. Yeah. So, um, this was a bad film, but. Uh, I had, I had a good time watching it. Um, it's always a, a pretty good time, just because it, it's there's easy there's stuff that's really easy to laugh at, but um, it's entertaining. Oh yeah, yeah, you've got entertaining moments. You've got the you've got enough going on that you're entertained. You can shut off your brain and just kind of go along for the ride. Um, but if you're watching it thinking, uh, I've got to fill 35 minutes of a podcast talking about this movie it it starts to fall apart uh pretty badly and you start to like this doesn't make it doesn't make sense these what's happening how are these supposed to work uh but yeah i mean my my main takeaway as i said before is like this feels like uh an episode of magnum pi uh with just like uh, an extra gloss of street racing on it. I have not watched many episodes of Magnum PI. Uh, maybe three. But it's just like all three of them. All three of them are, are street racing in in Miami. <laughs> it's just like you've got you know you've got a cop who's you know uh, doing something that's a little untoward, and you have to have another cop to. Uh, who's a, who's a a good cop and you got a bad cop and you you got a medium cop and they're all mixing together so it's yeah it is what it is yeah i mean it's definitely not as good as the first 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 is really good it's even um not as serious as the first it doesn't seem like i mean it doesn't seem like the mm. stakes are as high uh mainly cuz i guess you don't really ca- you don't really care about it i mean R- R- roman's a good character uh you do care about him but um there's not as much nuance, I guess, with the the whole relationship with with Brian and Dom, and everything. So, but yeah, this is definitely the 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 worst of them. But it's still, a very entertaining movie. Um, I this in the, in my opinion, this is this is the worst. This is the lowest we're gonna go, Jim. Oh well, that's 
That's good to know. I'm well. I'm, I've I've only seen the first five or six. So uh, as as well, far as there, I don't know. Eight eight and eight nine. Seven, eight, nine could be garbage for all I know. <laughs> they can't be too bad. At that point, they're, they know exactly what they're doing and they've got, uh, impossible budgets and they're not just trying to, uh, make a quick buck, which is really what this one felt like. Yeah. I mean, think about it. There's been 10 Fast and Furious movies or about, about to be 10 Fast and Furious movies. Um, Oof. there actually has been 10 with the, with the, um, the the rock spinoff there's been 25 bond films and, and there's already 10 <laughs> fast and furious movies like they're pumping these movies out oh yeah yeah and th- yeah it's not to make a quick buck it's to uh, make these giant fran make this insane franchise so you can sell these box sets so you can keep selling the toys and the models and the video games so they're make they're making sure to not put out uh, anything that's that's this this tier again. It, it's it's actually crazy now that I just think about it. Um, has there ever been a franchise that has became a blockbuster over the course of the franchise? I, I guess Fast and Furious was was like a big movie when it first came out, but now like a Fast and Furious movie comes out, uh, uh, Fast and Furious um, like five, six, seven, eight. Those were like mm-hmm. billion dollar movies. Uh, and I, I don't think the first one was like a billion dollar movie, even with inflation. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was that big of a box, as big of a box office hit as these later ones have, have become. Uh, I mean, Fast and Furious movies like a juggernaut at the box office nowadays, you know? Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's... It's usually the other way. Like a, mo- a movie start out really good and then they, they go downhill the more they they make them. Yeah, my, I mean... What like Star Wars? You could you could argue similarly. I think in like Indiana Jones. Not yeah, to say I mean, that the first one wasn't great, but like it really like started to take off later in the series, in my mind. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's also hard to compare because I mean, what other series yeah. has the same characters for ten episodes or ten you know, <laughs> movies? For the most part, the same characters. Yeah. All right, so the next one is uh, Tokyo Drift. Uh, you've never Ooh. seen this one as well? I don't. I think I've seen pieces of it on basic cable. I'll be real honest, Caleb. <laughs> I thought the second one was Tokyo Drift. Oh. Something something in my mind was like, too fast, too furious. Tokyo Drift. Like, I thought that that was the name of the second one. That it was too fast, too furious, Tokyo Drift. Jim. So <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, we're not that lucky that we could have just gotten both of them out of the way right here and now because, uh, spoiler alert, too fast and furious is the bottom of the barrel, but uh, we're not climbing very high for this next one. Uh, so you wish they were all in one. <laughs> now, actually I, I, I enjoy it. Um, these first, three fast and furious movies, uh, are kind of like, it's not special to me, but like, um, a cousin of mine, I used to spend summers with him growing up, would mm-hmm. go over to, uh, he lived, uh, up outside of Atlanta and I would go and stay with him, him and his family. And, uh, he was a, he's still a big like car fanatic. And so these yeah. fast and furious movies, these are the fir- these were the three that were out at that time. 
uh, he, he would just watch them. I mean, I, uh, it started because I, I had I had never seen Tokyo Drift. I, I had watched the first two, but I had, and he showed me that movie. And then we just ended up watching all, like we spent a whole summer just watching these Fast and Furious movies um, over and over again. So I love, I, I have a special soft spot for these first uh, three, especially Tokyo Drift. Cause he, I guess that, I think that might have just come out. So he, he, we, he watched that movie over okay. and over again all summer long. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So that's, you know, that's, that's what we got coming up. Um, but. But uh, we have got uh, some we've got some listener mail, Caleb. No, we don't. Do we do? Uh, you know, Joe, who emailed us way back when uh, <sighs> he was getting started into the podcast, uh, re-listening as he read along. You know, he sent it back to us uh, almost two two months ago now, uh, so he probably thinks we're dead. Yeah, we miss you, Joe. Joe, we're not dead. Um, we don't know if you gave up on us. Uh, nonetheless, we're going to read your email. So, hi guys, Joe again. I've made it to your dark Cybertron. I've made it to your dark Cybertron. I've made it to your Dark Cybertron episode and just finished listening to Volume 5. Considering how much stuff happens in Volume 5, I think you did a good job of breaking it down. I do have a question, though. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. You know the bit at the end where Skids goes through the portal and sees all the planets and all the other weird things, and how that eventually ties into the last volume of the series, Lost Light Volume 4. Did James Roberts plan that from the beginning, even though the gap between the publishing of the two was quite a long time, or did he find a way to tie it all together later down the line? Sorry, what I said is a bit wordy, but it seems like Caleb knows a few things about comic books in general and James Roberts and how he planned the series. Oh, stop it. Or I'm completely wrong and he has no idea like me. P.S. On the artwork for the podcast, who is Jim and who is Caleb? I can't figure it out. I'm going to take a guess and say Caleb is on the right and Jim is on the left. Yeah, I think that I think he's right with that. Without looking at the image, yeah. So the uh, I mean, we'll we'll answer the easy question first. Uh, in in that uh, original podcast artwork, uh, Caleb has got the uh, the Rodimus headgear, uh, and I've got your ratchet. Yeah. Um, man, Joe's pulling our cards right now. Transformers. Um. Yeah, I, I I do think that it was planned all along. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think he wanted to get back to it. I I I think I've said it uh, probably a, a bunch of times in all the different Transformers episodes, but um, especially towards the end, uh, I, I think he had a massive plan and he was going to sprinkle that a lot more. But um, I feel like he got kind of rushed into his ending. Um, so that's why I think it was kind of more sudden. Um, mm-hmm. it, and it, it, you know, you, you did, you did remember it from volume five, uh, all the way to the end. But, um, I think if he would have had more time, we would have, that would have been, um, fleshed out a little bit better. Uh, was there another question in there? Yeah, no, I mean, that was really the, I mean, he, he did apologize for being wordy, but, 
Yeah, no. it's basically the like, how well do we think uh, James Roberts can head everything planned ahead of time? And I think you're right. You know, we've uh, you and I have both read enough comic books. We've seen these sorts of things play out. Um, usually not done as well as James Roberts did. Usually it's like they will sprinkle in a little thing and then... I mean, six months later, you're like, oh, yeah, no, I remember this one character said this one line and that is like the thing that ties it together. But this was a straight up like you're seeing a whole thing. There's planets, there's weird symbols. Uh, So that definitely was planned that they were going to get around to 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 wrapping that up. Um, And I think you're right, Caleb. It felt a little... Like not not as satisfying probably as it could have been. So I mean, I just wish I wish I would have been. I mean, you were kind of getting the symbols. Um, I'm 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 doing a discredit. There there, there was those symbols were popping up. Um, oh yeah. But I, I think just the answers came a lot more suddenly. Um, mm, it just yeah. seemed seemed to me. It just seemed like all the answers were all of a sudden thrown at me. Um, and maybe maybe I'm being negative when it was really, that was, it was just that, that quick of a read, that good of a read that I got to the end, you know, so fast. But, um, mm-hmm. I, I, it felt sudden to me. Uh, and also, uh, back to his question about if it was all connected, I absolutely think it was connected because look, look at James Roberts, um, in the very first issue, uh, they, they get that like, um, or maybe it was even the, uh, the, the death of Optimus prime one shot. There's like, uh, the, the call on the radio and it's breaking up and it's like, don't let them take off if they haven't taken off yet. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And then that was paid off like 50 issues later. Um, it was them calling from the past. I mean, James Roberts was really good about linking things up and having things be connected. Um, he did like three different, uh, flashback episodes to like the, flashback arcs to like the same time period and all of it like lined up and was, was all connected. So yeah, I definitely think, Mm -hmm. I think it was all connected in the end. Uh, thanks Joe. Yeah, I think, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's definitely something that James Roberts had planned. I mean, I guess he there's probably a YouTube video of some panel at some con somewhere where he says that, but who's got time for that? I ain't got time for that. No. James Roberts, get at us. <laughs> Find us, James Roberts. Uh and and leave us a, a voicemail. Leave us a an email. Uh you can do that. Lostlightpod at gmail dot com. Uh we'll be glad to hear from you. Um as well, uh if you have a fond memory of watching uh, Tokyo Drift with your cousin. <laughs> Uh, feel free to to drop us in, a, in a, an email about that as well. But yeah, until next time, Caleb. Till all are one. Till all are one. Lost Light is a Tape Deck podcast. Music by Kin Cobra. You're going to have to chop this thing up if you leave this in.